Hey. We're back. This is the Black Millennium Marriage Podcast with our first full episode of the year. I'm excited. Yes. I'm actually, it's, it's kind of nice to be back. It's some, nice to be back. I'm just. normalcy. Still pregnant. Super pregnant. Yeah. Bumping into the tables and shit. Yeah. I feel like my child's life is at risk whenever you walk past me. Mikey. No, because of me, not you. Like, I'm just always afraid that I'm going to bump into you and hurt you. You do bump into me. And it's never on purpose, but like, your stomach just there. I know. <laughs> I know. This is episode 36 of the Black Men in Marriage podcast. Yes. And Randy is currently 36 weeks pregnant. 36 weeks and four days. Still 36 weeks. Mm-hmm. If you round down. Okay. Just 36. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to highlight that for absolutely no reason. And we're almost there. We are. Well, we missed you all. We have. And we got some shit to talk about. <sighs> we really do. <laughs> so because you've been enjoying our... Memory Lane episodes. And the, the um, intros that we've done at the beginning of that. We're just going to go ahead and jump right into this episode because <laughs> this it's is going to be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. So, all right. Without any further ado. We hope you enjoy. Now check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it, what I'm sowing with my seeds, like. Now check it out. Hey. Hey, y'all. We're back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, baby. No, it's okay. We got to get back in sync. <laughs> Bring, yeah, do, do your thing. Start what you were saying. I, no, I, we're not going to restart this. We're just going to keep talking. No, I don't you. know what what I was saying. <laughs> you, you were saying hey. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> this is episode 36 of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. We are your host. I am Mikey. I'm Randy. And this is The Bad Cave. The Bad Cave, y'all. In this episode, we're going to talk about our recent move. Where and how we are currently living, the trial we went through uh, <laughs> to get here, and how we plan to get out. Um, we'll wrap it up with a fight or flight and end it off with some always appreciated PDA. Yeah, we we had a very long, long production meeting about <laughs> about this episode. All right, it's We've been gonna, wanting to tell y'all about this for a while, but now we can. So... Yeah. All right. So my love story. Oh, yeah. But before we get into that, <laughs> Randy's going to start us off with our first love story of the year. Yeah. So actually, this love story was sent to us via Twitter by Stray Blossom. She's a follower um, on Twitter. And I follow her also on my personal page. She's just cool. She's usually the one retweeting our stuff mm-hmm. lately. Um, and she was like, hey, I think y'all like this love story. And I really do. It's also incredibly long it's really long but how long this episode about to be i know which is why i'm gonna condense it as best i can because it's a it's anyway you'll see so walk me through it okay so the article was written january 15th 2019 and it's called one couple's tireless crusade to stop a genetic killer okay so some background really quickly so the couple's names are um not not comedy. Sonia and Eric, they are married. And back in 2010, Sonia's mom, Comney, um, started complaining about her eyesight, um, which she didn't think was a big deal because she was like 51. Until like she started really just deteriorating from there. She was losing her balance. She was just declining. And so she, Sonia was 25 at the time, and they essentially had to put her mom on life support. They found out that she had. 
this disease that wasn't really curable or didn't have a promise of a cure. And so they took her off life support and her dad, her dad's a doctor. They took her off life support and you know, she was grieving and because her mom around the same time, her dad pulls her to the side and she's about to leave, you know, to go back with Eric to go to their home because they had just got married. And she finds out that the disease was a fatal familial insomnia. And there was a 50-50 chance that Sonya had inherited it. Mm. And so he didn't want to tell her, but he had to because he was a doctor and it's his daughter and her mom had it and she could have it. Mm -hmm. And so on the flight back, she told Eric, who was her husband, and he sobbed the whole way back to Boston. And um, it was really hard, she said, to watch her dad have to tell her and then to watch her husband have to like hear it and receive it and so essentially what they did was quit their jobs <laughs> Sonya quit her job because she was really obsessed with finding a cure hmm? he later quit his job um they both enrolled in phd programs i'm really condensing this uh they both <laughs> enrolled in phd programs um because they really wanted to find a cure or, you know, just start uh, getting some treatment for it. But they hit like a lot of hitches. For one, her mother deteriorated really quickly. And like they realized that like, at what point do you give the medicine? Because they didn't catch it till like she was nearly brain dead. And so they were trying to figure it out. They went to like this seminar. Some person raised a question about like essentially how they were going to pay for all of this. Like the drug testing. They had done so much research. They hadn't considered the business aspect mm -hmm. of creating these trial drugs and stuff. And so he decided to adopt them scientifically um, and help them out. He was really just mortified by how naive they were <laughs> about this process. Their family was a little confused because they were they were thinking they'd be they were getting really obsessed with finding this cure. And, you know, they had both quit their jobs. They were living off of savings. They thought they were being a little crazy, but they could not be deterred. They got into the program at Harvard and they had some success with finding like some trial drugs and so they decided to have a baby because she didn't want to have a baby unless there was some hope of there being a cure mm -hmm. because it's 50 50 chance that your child could catch it if you do and she felt like that was irresponsible and so anyway so yeah so she, she was really hopeful about it they had their daughter and when did this start no they started in 20 this is like a like her mom died in 2010. She found oh, okay. out. Okay, so this started so, like, in 2010. Thank you. Yeah. Gotcha. This was just written recently. Gotcha. So um, they had their daughter and they did this interview. And um, so right now they're just in the stages of getting like the FDA to like look into the drug and to approve it and to see if they can start getting volunteers to test mm -hmm. it and to see if it works. There's a whole bunch of science things in it that is like. <laughs> It is like you just you just it's just a lot. That's what's really making the article longer. But there's a whole bunch of science things. Yeah, like about it. how much they tested and like what gotcha. they're testing for and all of that. But this became a real thing. Yeah, they really put like they're all into it. Yeah, what happened? Um, so right now they they are talking to a interview the person who interviewed them and she's like reflecting on like how her pregnancy was rough because she was like you know mourning her mom and worried about the baby and. Now that the baby's here, they're fine. But right now, they're just going through this FDA stuff and trying to find a cure. And then realizing that, like, life didn't go as planned. But, like, if she hadn't gone to this party, she would have never met her husband. And if she hadn't met her husband where she met him, if he hadn't been rejected from Berkeley, they would have never went to Cambridge. And, like, all this stuff that worked out even in the midst of her sickness, um, her disease. And so 
interviewer says towards the end of the interview, her husband, who had never been anything less than optimistic, said, you know, now that you've heard everything, do you think we're going to make it? And that's how the story ends. So they are still married, fighting this disease together on a search for this cure. Um, I will find a way to link this in the show notes. So I think it's a really great article. Even for me, it was long, but only because of like the concept of the love story and because I know this episode was going to be long. And I so I, I did skip around a lot, but I chose it because I identify a little with the story. Like we're not terminally ill or sick or anything, but we're a little sick. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, they, they got some bad news. They tried to work it out. They're taking these, they took these really big leaps of faith. She quit her job first, um, living off their savings and his income. He realized that he wanted to be more involved with the research process. He quit his job and they made it like a, a familial thing, you know, because all they got was each other and, and they had to really figure something out because she wasn't just willing to roll over and die. And she realized there wasn't a lot of things out there about this disease. Um, and maybe it doesn't have to be as traumatic and horrible as it was for her mom. Because mm-hmm. they didn't even know what it was really until her autopsy. They thought she had something else. Um, and found out that it was, they just, they just thought she had dementia. Um, but found out it was, it was the fatal insomnia disease. So yeah. What do you think? A lot of things. <laughs> it was a actually. lot. <laughs> I mean, it's, no, we talk about this, you know, every once in a while about like in marriage specifically, like people are there for like the good times. Right. And then when those are over, like it really is just y'all at the end of the day. And y'all gotta like find a way to live with each other and with yourselves. Um, when others aren't there. Right. And every decision that they made from the outside looking in could be seen as like, they're crazy. Like, you gonna quit your job? Like, yeah. How, like, how does that, you know, how are you helping your family by doing that? And, you know, what type of pressure are you putting on your husband by doing that? And are you gonna quit your, your job too? Like, what type of, yeah. Is that a good, you know, like, but if it's something that you're like passionate about or just in cahoots with, like, if y'all are on the same page. If this is what you're choosing to do, like, as a couple, as a family. You can make it work. Yeah. And they have. They're not, like, you know. I'm curious to see how that, like. Played out. Yeah. Um, I will give follow-up if anyone's interested. And, again, link the article um, in the show notes if anyone wants to read it. But That was a good story. Yeah. I, I thought it was really nice. And they're really cute Insane couple. Insane love. Yeah. And their and daughter's really cute. But, yeah. So, yeah. That's like a love it. story. Thank you. All, All right. right. Okay. Y'all, <laughs> let's get into our we're gonna, main topic. We're going to do this. <laughs> All right. Name of this episode is titled The Bat Cave. Yes. That is the name that we have given our current place of dwelling. So what's the significance of the Bat Cave? You had this really deep analogy. I did. Like, all you know, I'm a good bullshitter. Like, that shit came out of nowhere. I thought it was brilliant. What is decent? Right? It, but that's it, true. It was true. So um, Batman is Randy's favorite superhero. Yes, he is. I cannot sway her to feel any other way. I love him. He's not my favorite, but he's not the worst. Batman is Randy's favorite superhero. Batman's Batcave is a representation of a lot of different things. It yes. is his place of solace. It's the only place that he can go where he is safe, um, gather himself, and prepare to face the world that is the world, the dangers of the world, and specifically, like, the shitty place that is Gotham. Right. He goes, he gets stuff together, he goes out into this world and just fights. Fights the battles he needs to fight. And he comes back home to Alfred in this cave. Yes. It always comes back to the cave, right? Yes. It is his safe space. So Randy, 
thought we should name our current place that we live a bat cave. Because saying the basement is a little <laughs> defeating. But when that, you think like, about it's a little it, defeating. When you think about it, the bat cave is Bruce Wayne's basement. Yeah. It is it's actually just his it's his literally his man cave. He just put a bat in front of it and it's his basement. Yeah. It's his goddamn basement. So yes. We are in a bat cave. Yeah. Of sorts. And it's actually bigger than our first apartment. It is. Um, And maybe nicer it in is. ways. Yeah, it is. But Beautiful we're going to get into that. Love it. But. So the backstory. A little bit of backstory. Yes. Um, So we're, we're nearly settled into this new place. We just have, you know, a lot of boxes laying around. Not a lot. Um, It's, a, it's, it's like, it's we actually did a lot. Like We have. We got like 25 boxes, boxes left. <laughs> They got random little things in them though, but no, you're mad right. boxes we still got to unpack. Um, at times we randomly like break into laughter because we still can't believe we ended up in here. But yep. uh, in the spirit of transparency, because that's all we know how to do at this point, and we try to be our most honest selves. Yes, especially in this space um, with people who take the time out to listen to this, uh, we felt it was important to share what's been going on with us over the last couple of months, so y'all don't think that these niggas tripping. Right. So this is the episode about our new home. Yeah. So. Uh... How do we end up? So where are we? <laughs> Let's just where where are we, babe? So we are currently living in my mom's basement. Yes, we are. She recently bought a really nice house, y'all. Beautiful home. Um, like it's really nice, and it's so nice that it had a finished basement. Uh, uh, <laughs> it had a basement with walls. Yeah, and since the time she moved in until now, it's been completed. So it has a kitchen, it has a bathroom, it has one bedroom, which is like really large. A living room, a dining room. Let's let's go back and respecify. It has a space for all of these things. Yeah, we just made it into. It has a designated area that could be a bedroom, a designated area that's well, supposed no, it's to be a, a bathroom. We and, have a kitchen. And yeah, now I'm just saying. Yeah, before, before we moved in, but I'm saying by now this is okay, what it is. Gotcha. When you come over, you will see a completed space, a completed living room, dining room, kitchen, dishwasher, and oven, and bathroom with a shower and apartment. Yeah. Um but separate entrance. Yeah. So Just we lie. don't Yeah. And we pay rent. Yes. Uh we do pay rent and it's significantly less than what we were paying last year. Mhm. Or it really in December when we were still in our old place. But it's half the rent that we were paying there. Yeah. How did we get here? What what so- what happened? The reason why me and Randy had a really long production meeting about this is because we started just listing everything out and it kind of got crazy. I'm yeah. actually going to read these as we go because I thought it was funny. Wait, I, I want to read no. just the official, the official title of each thing. <laughs> so this started because of a desperation. Mikey. I'm putting uh in front of everything. A desperation is where this started. Um, We share a lot of things on this podcast. There's a lot of history about the Chapmans. If you're unfamiliar, please go listen to episodes one through five. Right. Um. But this began with mounting debt. Yeah. So we realized we... So I don't have any student loans, but Mikey does. Mm-hmm. Um, we do both together have credit cards. It's honestly not that much, that many credit cards between us. But at any rate, when I got laid off, um, we were down to one income. So yes. And Mikey was driving as a side hustle just in general. But then like he had to like really start when we got down. To and I got pregnant. For the income. The income. Um, on top of that, we had declining health. Yeah. Um, so because I was driving more, I haven't been to the gym. Anybody who like follows me on social media would have previously seen like, like, I don't know, videos of me, like going to LA fitness. Like I, I had, you know, 
I was on a mission. I actually, you know, like to try to stay in shape to the best of my ability. But because of the amount of hours that I was driving on and top working of working. his full-time job. A full-time job, um, which was not easy. I just, you know, neglected myself a lot and put on a little bit of weight a lot. And because of that, you know, I got knee problems, back problems, a whole bunch of other stuff. That it's really bad. Just drive uh-huh. lift. Um, so decline in health. On top of that, we had an impending childbirth. Again. Randy's pregnant. Yes. Again. So as y'all know, <laughs> it happened really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of when we both still had our jobs, we weren't anticipating any of the other life things happening. But this baby is coming and we realized that she is due in February. Our lease was up in March and they were going up on rent by forty dollars and, and it charging, wasn't worth it. Let's just sprinkle that in. There. Right. And charging a monthly dog fee, pet fee, even though we've been there for two years. Of like a hundred and something. No, it's twenty five dollars each month. It added up. Right. So it was just like, yeah, this ain't even This ain't it. This ain't. So, um and also the mental decline, as you both know as y'all all know, we were both in therapy. Because of previous loss and also previous job losses and also just life in general. Yeah. Um, dealing with traumas in general that we had never gotten therapy for. And uh yeah. So we so, were like something's got to give because we also really wanted we want a house. You want to own a house. Yes. And it's really and it actually is more affordable to own a house than it is to rent. At least in Georgia. In Georgia. <laughs> um, while rent may go, let's say, 1100 for a two-bedroom house, three-bathroom, something like that. Yeah. Uh, a mortgage here is like eight or yeah, seven. Yeah, my mom pays less than us. A little outside of the perimeter. She pays less than us. She's always paid less than us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, if they put it in, into perspective, she has a townhouse um and it's nice and her mortgage is way less than our rent essentially it pays off to own own but it was really hard for us to save though georgia does have really great homeowner um programs Mm -hmm. it's you still need like money still need some money down but again because of debt because of my student loans because of bills in general um we haven't been able to save we're not people who can like skip a bill Right. We've never been like, oh, we'll just let the We postpone them. We'll call and be like, hey, I could pay next week. I think a large part of this problem was that we're like really responsible. Sometimes I wish we could just like. Well, no, because then the fees add up and then you end up paying more. Anyway. So, yeah. Because of all those things, all of those things, impending childbirth, mental decline, health decline, mounting debt, job loss, bills rising. We had to come to a A realization. realization. Yeah. What was it, baby? That we had to. We had to move in with a family member, and that was not... When I tell y'all, I fought so hard. Um, I just... I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. But... You couldn't what, baby? I don't think people know what you're talking about. I couldn't... I didn't want to live with a family member. That's fair. Um, at all. I'm no, like, we worked too fucking hard. I guess a little um, bit of history behind that. We didn't... I left... After high school, I stayed home for a little while, um, and I really wanted to go to college. To just have my own space. Um, my big sister has been like the benchmark of my life. My big sister is five years older than me. Love it or death. I figure everything she does, I'm supposed to be doing like within five years. Right? Because mm-hmm. it just kind of makes sense. She was like in this place and she was really successful by then. So I should also be straight by then. So my big sister, after she graduated high school, went to college elsewhere. I think she went to Columbus first. Mm-hmm. Like Columbus State. Then she moved somewhere in Savannah. Then she went somewhere else. Like, At any rate, she did at one point. A few times have to live back home with mom. Yes, she did come back sometimes. Um, but which I always blocked out. I guess we. I never envisioned living with a parent while married, while mm-hmm. pregnant. You know, like we didn't. That's a lot for me. I was just like, you know, I didn't wait this long to get pregnant again, and I didn't 
do all these things right, you know, to end up back with a parent. But ultimately, there was no way that we could. We couldn't do it. Do it. Uh, we just couldn't. We just couldn't. Um, we have without- all of these expectations that we placed on ourselves. And we, me and Randy, you know, we had these conversations all the time. But in our, like, shame and sadness, I don't know, we reached out to people. We asked people things. And apparently. Everybody we know. Almost. A, a lot of people. We're like, oh, yeah, we had to do that. My therapist, your therapist. Our former therapist, that, like <laughs> our, um, our school counselor that we like met in his room, mentioned in an episode a long time ago. Like, episode yeah, my one. wife and I had to move in. Like, people. My mom I didn't realize, at one point. My mom I mean, at my, one point. My mom had a lot of points. Well, two. <laughs> when, you know, she had us when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. She was with a parent. Yeah. And then after the divorce. But anyway, we'll get into that. My mother was actually pregnant with my youngest sister when she had to move in with my mom. Granny. Yeah, your grandmother. in New York, you know, for a while. Like, it, it happens. It's yes. a thing, but... We weren't trying to hear that. Yeah. But we realized we, like, had to, and we had three choices. We had two choices, but... We, <laughs> we had three choices. Go ahead. So, choice one was my mom. Choice number A was... My mother. Randy's mom. So, the pro to that was, we are all very close. Extremely close. Um, As y'all know, as y'all heard, mama is very was very invested in our relationship not in terms of like that we work out but she just wanted to be in the know Mm -hmm. she dated with us because she wasn't about to let me off with him by myself till i was 17 which she wanted to know who the hell her child was with because randy made poor decisions before me and even with me anyway um (laughs) she so we got to be very close because she's she's known my since he was 17 known Mm -hmm. me all my life and she was only charging us 300 dollars a month so the pros were we're very very close close. and the rent was cheap yes 300 um, what were the cons? She her townhouse is nice, but it's small in the sense that she has three kids, but her kids are grown. My brother's in college. She's an empty nester. So when she got her house, she only bought a two bedroom house, mm-hmm. and that bedroom is used to be all of ours when we come home from college and we had bunk beds and stuff and whatever. But mm-hmm. now that we are out, it's just my brother's room when he comes back home from college um, during the summer or during breaks, and she has a cat. Mm-hmm. we have a dog yeah it's two of us plus a baby there's no space to like house everybody in one room now we went back and forth about this and randy and i both realized there's a way we could make it work no yeah it, like, it would have worked we like we gonna rearrange this room we gonna do what we gotta do to like make this we work still got but all this ultimately it was a small amount of space yeah and like um, where would keon go if he came back home um and it was in buford yeah so it's also very far very far if you are unfamiliar with georgia the, or anything then basically atlanta is where we currently lived and buford is like south carolina it it's far <laughs> it's um, about an hour away yeah like max and also um yeah so those are the prom the cons mm-hmm. option number b my grandfather low granddaddy low he um we actually lived with him when I was a kid, me, my sister, my brother, with my mom when they divorced. We stayed with him for a year. He let her stay there rent free, um, so that she could get on her feet and, you know, get us a house. And that's exactly what she did. Mm-hmm. And so I knew what living with him would be like. He also likes me. Which he loves nice. Mikey. Who doesn't? And on top of that, it's just him. It's just him and just house. him. He's retired, but he's an extreme extrovert. He so always stay out, out partying, stay out, clubbing. Y'all. Um, living his best how old is he now he's about to be 70 in living his best 70 year old life yeah so he's just like he's completely unbothered have his little light beer and be at a jazz club somewhere the pros to him was he was also only charging us 300 dollars. Mm-hmm. he has a huge house huge house and he was um, in a current how many area. rooms was it because i think he had Four. two not including his 
Four. Oh, it's four? Legends? See, yeah. it's Mad Space up there. I just never knew. Yeah. Um, on top of that, it was very close to where we currently lived. Yeah. Maybe an additional five, ten minutes out. Yeah. Um, he had a backyard. Grew could be out there. It was great. It was, yeah. That, that was the con to that was... <laughs> Apparently, my grandfather's allergic to dogs, and it's just been a raised an issue in his current relationship because he don't want to be over there. She First got all, a few. The whole time we're talking and we're bringing this up, he's mentioning, you know, so hey, you know, how would that work out with, uh, with you know, the dog? We, you know, we can come back to that later. That's another. That's another part. But um, had no idea he was allergic to dogs. Yeah, Groot's been around him a couple of times, but not like enough to set off yeah. a reaction or anything. And he had told us, you know, yeah, my girl, his girlfriend is having some issues with him because he don't come over as much. He's just like, I can't do the dogs, you know. And so, for anyone listening at this point wondering, like, what the fuck they got to do with anything, we have had multiple conversations about this. We were actually going to do a Groot episode we, a while we ago. Still might for um, many. And we still will, but my dog is. Not going anywhere. No, we um, made so when Mikey got him for me. That. He was like, "Look, this dog go where we go. We ain't. We are not one of those dog owners. Like, oh, dogs can't live here. Well, no, we are gonna pay that fee because he's family. We had groups. He was eight weeks. People might think that's crazy, but we not shifty. I don't believe in it. I can't stand to go to the humane society and see somebody. Yeah, they had to move, so this cat is here. What? Yeah, it's a little that bothers me. Bothers I'm judging me you. I don't. I, 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 <laughs> And so everybody knows that we're very consistent with Groot. He goes we're really big on we our go. commitments in general. So I mean, we made a commitment. Like I said, if we're gonna get him, we're gonna get him. Yeah. Um, you get tired of him. I'm sorry because yeah. he's here till he dies or you die. Because I've I've tried to put him out and he just sit outside <laughs> and be like, I'll wait. <laughs> I y'all know he oh, he looking at us anyway. Um, he just laid back down. <laughs> But yeah, so we made, and everybody knows that the family is very clear about that. They've seen how we take care of him. Unless we're going out drinking or somewhere we're spending the night and like the house is really full. No, Groot's always with us. Yeah. He's always with us. We bring him like, we act like, he's like a kid. He's always with us. Um, And everybody knows this. And so he was like, so what are we going to do about this dog? I know y'all. That's your baby. Yeah. So. (laughs) So, we'll We'll just, we'll just talk about it. What was the other kind, Randy? Um, he's been there, done that. My grandfather has housed a lot of his kids. My mom and her three kids. At one point, we were in middle school. His sons, one, you know, both at one point, and then one at one point, and then the other. So, like, he's done the house thing where he shared his house and helped his family. And he was tired, which is fair. Like, he just like look, <laughs> look. I'm I'm seventy. You know, I'm tired. And that was really fair of him to say um, to us. Well, we didn't talk to him yet, so we're just late. we're just naming the pros and the cons. Yeah, no, this is after talks with him. Nah, we didn't get to the, the re- cons. Is well, yeah, we didn't got to the rejection part anyway. So again, the pros close to where we currently lived, big house, um, con allergic to dogs. He had been there, done that. Yes. And option number C, letter C. Yes. Sorry, option letter three. <laughs> option number three. Mikey's mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already know where we at now. So, so let's just, let's lay the story So out. the so, pro was... She hold has, up, before we get to the pro and the con. We had had multiple discussions about these things before. And when we started talking about these things, Randy was very adamant. I did not. she did not want to live with my mom. I did not. Before a conversation started, it was... Absolutely not. not. Absolutely I was not. like, this is what we're not saying. So, so we got two hours. So let's just figure out the <laughs> Right? So this is why I proposed to her. I was like, "Hey, you know, there's a space." Like, and I my understand. mom actually said that she was yeah. like, "Y'all both are very adamant about us living here." 
And I was like, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no. I really, y'all, I wasn't, I wasn't. I was not. And but this we'll is why. we'll get into the details of that. I we'll get into the details of the I can say why now. Okay. Because you given the context. Really briefly, I did not want to stay with her because I was afraid. Y'all know, y'all heard episode eight. Um, mm-hmm. Or was it nine? Whatever the dear mama episode was for Mother's Day. Um, and we were good. Like his mom, like we were, we had had that talk before we got married. Yeah, y'all gotten really close. Everything was fine. And, and I the was last like, thing you want to do is throw in. Ruin a good yeah. thing. Don't none of her other kids want to stay with her. I'm serious. I was, I'm serious. I was like, I don't, maybe there's something that like, I didn't want to ruin our relationship. And, and we had to talk about that. It was like a lot of the issues when we were living with my mom, when we were younger was the fact that like we were kids, Yeah, you know, like it was, you know, no kid is like happy with like abiding by other people's like rules and stuff, yeah. you know, because it can be difficult. But like my mom raised us the way she raised us to make sure that we were straight and it worked. Yeah. But I, a lot of that was you know problematic like looking as an adult like you know like i wished we could have had these certain things you know yeah. which is like just a thing that happens and randy was there when for, i was a teenager a bulk of that and on top of that i already have a really unhealthy relationship with one part of my family that mm-hmm. my dad's side and i mastered i've mastered dealing with that in a sense mm-hmm. it still upsets me sometimes but like I know I got my mom's side and Mikey's people. And I did not want to. It was triggering me to think about coming here. And throwing off the possible like dynamics of. Yeah. Uh, like I don't want problems you with your family. Now I got two families I'm beefing with. And I got this baby. No. I, y'all. And I'm just really adamant. Like no. That's not a concern that you would have to worry about. Let's just put this option out there. Because it is a viable option. It is a thing that could happen. I want to hear it until i did so the pro was she has the biggest house um the biggest the the biggest um separated designated living space so we are completely isolated um we do not see her or anybody because it's a house that lives upstairs um unless you know people want to see us it is essentially a second apartment yeah it's a guest um and it's a good area so we're in a good area safe area um guess oh yeah and that was it yeah the con was the space was unfinished. Meaning at this point there was um there were some walls. Um there was no floor. There was there were no, no walls, kitchen. no kitchen, um bathroom was uncompleted and no carpet. Like it's no flooring basically. Fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> we had the island, uh-huh. but everything was gravel. Yeah. And you had to make all the infrastructure. Yeah. So. Including creation of pipes and plumbing and drink, all of those things. Everything had to be put in. Basically, it was an unfinished space. Doors. But the time that we were talking about this. It would be done by the time we moved. And given the time frame that we had, it was possible. Yes. So it was a possible thing that we would explore. That was but it still was three. a con. It was still a con. And an additional con was my family dynamic. Yes. So at the, up until now, how do I put this? Can only put this delicately. You wanted to put it down, so you so to- just like every family, you have your characters, and sometimes your characters clash, right? Sometimes you got that uncle that ain't cool with that one niece because that niece just don't fuck with him. You have the daughter who treats a stepmom a certain way. You have the grandparent who looks at the son-in-law like he ain't shit. You know, like there's something, right? Yeah. My family, while we love each other, you know, we are best at a distance. Yeah. When we are able to come back to each other, 
spend some time, and then leave each other. Which is part um, of the reason why I didn't want to do it. I was yeah, like, ultimately, like, uh, <laughs> We are not the greatest at communication in the sense that, you know, we'll like sit down and talk about things as they arise and we'll have these great powwow moments where everybody comes to an understanding immediately. Like sometimes, more often than not, we're extremely passive and we have to like finally confront something after some years for it to like be dealt with. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, that's just really not how we are. Randy and I work. And it's um, not how I was raised. And I, I I was thinking about this, like you put this down as a point. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about this in production meeting, but I apologize for cutting you off. There you go. Um, I, I was thinking like my mom, as y'all know, as I've said a few times, we had to communicate. Summertime, we had to write essays to her about the school year, about this dude we was liking. Um, but that's only because she was so traumatized by her family's dynamic. They didn't talk about nothing, mm-hmm. you know? She never blamed anybody for getting pregnant as a teenager. She was like, you know, my grandmother was a very devout Christian. She, they didn't talk about sex. They didn't talk about boys. She wasn't invested. And I've always mm-hmm. thought y'all were really close for those reasons. Because she understood your family dynamic. Because she essentially lived the same one. Except instead of it being about hustle and work and the medical field, okay. my mom, my mom's mom was very devout. And so it was like, unless it was about God, you know, what are you doing? Well, I can put it like know? this, like Christianity and, and Christians from the South, where we come from, that's a culture. Yes. That is, that is a culture. The Chapman dynamic is a, di- a completely different culture as well. So being exposed to like this different culture, it's just difficult, especially if you come from a different one entirely. Right. But I'm saying I always felt like y'all were close I never even thought about that. Yeah, y'all were close because she essentially had a similar mom. My grandmother worked a lot. She wasn't invested. She didn't care about your relationships. You know, not until like shit happened. That's a very different relationship we have with her. She talked to us because she realized all four of my kids was a little fucked up. So let me talk to my grandkids (laughs) (laughs) because I did something wrong. It's about Um, your grandmother? Yeah. Okay. So I always thought that's why y'all were close because she understood like you could talk to your mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In that sense, like about stuff that you, you've been yeah, very because of my about. upbringing, I never really. My mom didn't like close it off to the fact where like you can't come talk to me about these things. It was honestly just a comfort thing. Like I recognize this ain't what we do, so like I haven't really been comfortable like doing this. Like this ain't yeah. that's not how we have conversations and stuff. But like your mom would be like, you know, so like what's going on? Like you know, and like she would actually like and she remember and pull engage. those things out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it was just different. It's a different culture. It was, it was entirely different. I think just, that now that we talked about that, I think that that I mean that may come from a place of like relation. I never even thought about that. Like, yeah, I, I always thought that that's why y'all clicked because she got it. Like she, I just I thought it was because I was cute. No, I didn't grow up like that. So, she, but she could see maybe herself in you. Huh. And that, mom, if this is true and you're hearing this, let me know. She probably not gonna hear this the next year. You know, she way behind. <laughs> but we'll ask her. But not to say y'all that my mom is like an um. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's not act like she uh, she's unproblematic to me i don't say that much well mikey again yes. i have a different relationship with everybody but though. we've definitely sat on the phone when our sim was like who keeping her when she old <laughs> because she crazy but so i'm just putting that out there not to bash anybody's mama she got her issues but in this case the family dynamic one was not one of them mm-hmm. so go ahead um on top of that i would be living with my mom my mom's husband my <gasps> Baby sister and my younger sister. Who was in college. Now, I wouldn't be living with them. I'd be living underneath them. But still, the concept is... The proximity, that was giving me anxiety. A lot of things. Um, It was a lot. So, those are the cons. So, we had three choices. We talked to everybody. We got a rejection. We set some dates. 
in which we would approach everybody. We said, all right, we'll start with Low first, right? We started with Mama first, technically. And she, she told said, us yes. She said, yeah, she said she yes. Like, she's yeah. like, no problem. We'll make it work. But hey, here's this other option. You should talk to Randy's grandfather. So we set a date and we went to go talk to him. Yeah. We talked to him, as y'all heard. We pulled up and it was, it was you know, you know the vibes. We're not going to go into detail about it. <laughs> you don't want to? No. We already gave the pros and cons. That was from our conversation. Man, Lorenzo found- was like, I'll be honest with y'all. I'm on the back nine. Yeah. So we got the rejection. <laughs> not the same day he called us later. Um, he was tired, y'all. It, look, there was no, like, we didn't right. feel no type we of way about no it. We completely understood it. But he was like, I am on the back nine. Golf he was like, he was like, I am, I am nearing the end. Yeah. And I'm kind of just like. He just want to be by himself. He want to go party. He want to paint. Right. He took up this new hobby. He got paintings all over the house. Yeah. Yeah. Low on his Picasso shit. Like, yeah. he was like, you know. In his cave, you know. Hey, but he t- he did tell us if like everybody else fell through, he would absolutely take us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was fair. So we weren't upset or anything like Mikey said. Next, we took Mikey's mom to dinner. Invited mom out to dinner it was it was great. Um, I was like, "Where do you want to go, mom? I'll feed you." What's Friday? Want to talk to you a little bit about something. Mom said, "Let's go to TGI Fridays. There's a TGI Fridays on the west side, south southwest. That's the west side." We went and we went to dinner and. At one point, she was like, all right, y'all, what's up? Because <laughs> she was like, I know some got to be up. We both here. Usually, it's just them two or just <sighs> me and her. And so, Mikey tells her. All the things previously mentioned. Hey, yes. things have gotten this way. Things are a little rough. We've been working on a plan on how we need to move forward. And essentially, we cannot afford to stay where we are any, current, like, any and longer. Save and, and like, save and, yeah. in order to be able to do things or get any of our debt down. We are struggling, having a very hard time. And, you know, you have that unused space, unfinished space in the basement. And I wanted to know if we could move in. Rent it out. Right. Rent out that space. Um, She's also charging the most or taking the most. Oh, yeah. That was another one from from the con section, I guess. Yeah. So we, yeah. So mom hears all of these things. She's like smiling. And then she starts laughing. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm just like nodding my head. And I'm chill. I'm like, okay. Was was I sitting across from her? You sitting next to her. Okay, I was sitting next to her, and she's like, she's nodding her head, and she's like, smiling. She goes, no. And I was like, so, mom, like, what's up? And mom says, hell no. She goes, no. But no, I First knew, response was, hell but no, I verbatim. knew that wasn't her, re- like, I, Mikey was hurt. Randy seemed perfectly fine after I was. this. I'm like, Nick, we don't have no. I wasn't stressing, because I'm just like, first of all, y'all, I what? watched them a lot from the outside looking in. Okay. And he, he, when you're talking, when y'all are talking, you know, y'all are in it. But, like, as a witness, I'm just like, oh, okay. Get her five more seconds. You know, like, it was, <laughs> but you took it really badly. Because, I mean, because her first, like. Right, because Mikey. I, I'm not even going to lie. Like, it's I'm not a prideful person, but I do have it. You know, I'm a human being. And this is not something that's easy for me to admit. This is not something that's easy to talk about. And it's it's never been my dream to approach my mom with my pregnant wife and be like, hey, I need. To live in your basement, like yeah. it's, it's it, and that's just a very hard conversation to have. I'm I've never been a type of dude. I've tried to stay out of my mom's house since I was able to stay out of my mom's house. I know. Um, what I use left high school, like you know, got, <laughs> like and it was just, and that's just never been like a goal of mine. So I'm already dealing with like these uh, these mental things and barriers and blocks and just struggling and. And I'm already in therapy for some other shit. You know, like, this is just, it's difficult. And he was very vulnerable and transparent. Especially and in that moment. It was just, it was hard. Every word that came out was difficult. So to, when yeah. her first response was. And it also and was wasn't the like, response he got from my side, which I think also. Which is, never is. But like. I mean, yeah. 
you know, my mom was like, sure, you know, we're going to figure it out. We're going to make it work. She wanted the baby to be in her room anyway. Like, she just <laughs> like, I got the crib. I'll get a sleep thing. You know, she excited. And it was such a contrast from what what my mom and grandfather had said. I could mm-hmm. see that it hurt you. But, but I on also, the flip side, like, I, I will always do what I need to do for us to be straight. Yeah. So immediately my will starts turning like, all right, well then what I got to do next. But I just, and I just shut down. Like I was just quiet. Was like, There's nothing else for me to like say, but Randy, your attitude was different. Like you just didn't, you seemed unfazed and unbothered. I and I was like, but nigga, we are still about to be homeless. No, you weren't. Cause I was like, end of the day, we can say my mama one. That's one. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well we just going to be in mama's house and we'll figure it out. And we got like six months to do it. And so my wheels are also turning, but I also did not believe that was her true reaction. So after a few minutes, after like a minute, she's like, okay. You know, let me talk to my husband and figure it out. And, and like, we even, I was like, Mike, you know, what's on your mind? Like, let's start, let's not do this shit right now. You know, <laughs> be honest about your feelings because what's not going to happen. Like, this was already what was triggering me. I didn't want to be caught up in any situations where I got them to not talking, this passivity, this thinking thoughts. Let's just get them out. Um, and also, I'm pregnant and I'm hungry. You know, I'm just like, wait on this food. <laughs> I just, I can't get too riled up anyway. Uh, but I really wasn't bothered. Essentially, she said well, yes. It's funny, though, after the first question, then the waitress brought the food, which was funny. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me just focus on this burger. So yeah, Mike, Mike, sucked, was, by the way. Mike was hurt. Um, But she did say yes. We agreed to pay 600 a month. And we're like, okay. <sighs> so... <laughs> Lord. Okay. So we said okay, y'all. This was this is in October. September. So that was September. Just to just to refresh her. So started with a desperation. After that we had a realization. Babe, do not go through that After list. After that we had a choice. Let me go through the list. After that we had a rejection, which was a great conversation with Grandpa Lo. Then we had a dinner with my mom. And that then now us we have a build. A build. So as we said, the basement was not done. However, this is what the Instagram. Nah, go ahead. Yeah, get your analogy out. Randy had an analogy for Instagram this. versus reality. Instagram was by the time we got, we moved in, which is December 27th. Wait, wait, real quick. Actually, you should give context to what you mean. Not when people post stuff on Instagram. So, you know, Instagram, really when you post a picture that's like perfectly curated and filtered and all that, mm-hmm. but the reality is. You wearing your homeboy clothes. Yeah, or and something. Them shoes ain't yours. Or maybe it was the reality, like what you posted was real, but like to get there that day. <laughs> you know to get to that moment it wasn't a lot what it was the picture a lot. is showing right so in the production meeting i was like instagram versus reality so an instagram re- like version of what was supposed to happen the basement was supposed to be completed mm-hmm. meaning completed like oven finished, so everything the bathroom would be completed yes. the carpet and flooring would be laid kitchen would be completed and it wouldn't be our financial responsibility it was only our duty to lay the stone. Side path um, and leading to the house and help with things inside whenever we could, but not come out of pocket. Yeah, so Mikey was coming down to like help her husband. Uh, do the th- carpet or yeah. paint the walls. I had to paint the ceilings of the kitchen or just like do some do some things. But also the reality is also um, I was he still working a full-time job. <laughs> those two jobs at the same time. And driving lived. Yeah. And his wife is pregnant. Um and like he he has to sleep at some point. We also still had to pack up our house, current house. 
Um, Which was a we townhouse. also still had podcast obligations because we fuck with y'all and we still wanted to, you know, record. Right. So that's all that was happening from September until December. So the reality was the scope of the project to make the space livable was underestimated. Um, due to time crunches, poor communication, uh, mediocre project management, and incompetence. Um, <laughs> the move became more traumatic than planned. So, like I said earlier, think Fire Festival. <laughs> if, if you don't understand that reference, go watch. Please go on Netflix specifically. The Hulu one was straight. It was. It gave some context. But go to Netflix right now and type in Fire Festival. It was. The it was a party lot. that never happened. Um, it was very similar. In the end, my family had to come in, which is fine. My mom was like, you know, you know, she loves projects, y'all. Um, she just and, and honestly, we all do. And here's it, here's another thing: we were all operating under a lot of assumptions. We assumed yeah. that people had things prepared, or was you know, like was on top of things that weren't. There was a there wasn't the tightest communication because again, everybody has all of these other obligations. So I'm assuming that construction is still you know going underway, even if I'm not here. Uh, Randy's assuming that everything is being taken care of just because nothing negative is being communicated. Um, His I would sister would with, try to be like, hey, y'all might want to come by. Yeah, you know, like the yeah, head, heads up. Stuff. You should come and do things. Um, but at the same time, you know, it wasn't I was like, always well, realistic. I'm I driving drive. right now, but yeah. I try to stop by when I'm in the area, you and, know, whatever. But And I'm pregnant, so I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, Randy can't physically lift shit. Or be in the fumes and stuff. like Because it, she was going to pass out. But Randy did paint some cabinets one day and do some things. So, like, things happened. So, it turned into... It had it had to turn into um, a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. So, we ended up actually coming out of pocket a lot. Um, not just for the stone, but... You know, at one point, Mikey couldn't drive. He couldn't drive. I, actually, um, I had to take a whole week off of work, work, and driving in order to come and do things luckily you know i have paid time off set up but yeah but, i was saving that for you know my baby yeah um because he doesn't get leave um which is another thing. so we had to dip into a savings uh that we what we were paying back for the wedding that we mm-hmm. worked really hard for the past three years to pay um and it's amazing how quickly like 1200 could just <laughs> just go because he couldn't drive my unemployment had literally just stopped you only got it for 14 weeks mm-hmm. um apparently y'all know i had been applying for jobs nobody's hiring nobody that's pregnant so um this was also the week of christmas now that we have yeah gotten down uh-huh. so we had this conversation in october september september um it was near the after mama's birthday yeah um October now is when construction, as you know, for, uh, things have started. And we're getting to December. We're supposed to be moving now at the end of December. Yeah. However, by this time, you know, things just weren't finished. It wasn't. And I had, like, it was really fucked up. Um. Anyway, we came out of pocket a lot. My mom paid for a lot of stuff. Uh, a cousin paid for a lot of stuff. My cousin actually called her dad. I had completely forgot my Uncle Mike was a contractor. But I hadn't even thought about it because. Let's introduce Uncle Mike. Um, yeah, how old is Uncle, Uncle Mike? Paint this picture. I mean, I mean, it's a babe. No, okay, fine. I, I don't know how old he is, but he is. He's like in his no. He just turned fifty. He just turned. He's 50. fifty. Um, and he's a contractor, and he's been out of commission because he was attacked by a dog. Uncle Mike was just attacked by a dog, and he so had, he had a leg brace on, right? Yeah, he he had a settlement. He won the settlement, and they're paying for his surgery and stuff because it's all fucked up. But he uh essentially said, yeah. I'm not going to have my niece. 
and her husband out here living like this so he came down and uh y'all built this basement in six days i don't even know how to explain it like he just (laughs) he did he came in and he started laying the wood planks for the floors cutting sawing shit just mind you with one good leg so we'd have to start really early in the morning and stop by six or seven because by that time he just literally can't move Mm -hmm. um it was him and mike um, my cousin at one point, we'd all agreed that I need to stop coming over or at least coming down here until because it was visually done. it was setting me off. Um, we needed to pack at home. Like I, there was other shit I could do. I, it wasn't good for nobody to see me walking around here 30 plus weeks pregnant. Yeah, at that um, time, we had a mixture of a lot of external support. A lot of people came by and was yeah. like, OK, well, it is, it's all hands on deck right now because y'all are. Y'all are moving in right after Christmas. Um, and two while we, you know, Christmas. like two days after Christmas, actually. Um and everyone came in to support but at the same time randy and i are still dealing with a lot of internal struggles mind you we just talked about this i already don't want to do this yeah this is the Uh, last this is already very difficult yeah um we are already still struggling financially on top of dipping into you know that line of money you know credit cards are are also going up because mikey hasn't been able to drive my unemployment just stopped um he still got his checks but y'all like they go immediately yeah, yeah, you get paid um, on Friday, and they gone on Friday. Um, and things just—it was really, y'all. It was really sad. I was—I think I cried more in December than I did about our first baby. And like I'm not even playing. Have... Like I was, I was devastated. I'm just like, I'm serious. <laughs> I was just no. like, this is. Uh, why did we do all this for? And I'm trying to figure out what point we went wrong. And I just—I was thinking like, you know, if I had got out of college and accepted work that I was worthy of, and you know and didn't get this thought whenever in my head you get that into these spaces paid, where things are going wrong you just automatically start thinking like what did i do to get here what could i have done yeah, to like avoid I was, like, this? I was too sad and too black at my last job i couldn't shake that baby off i couldn't i, I couldn't like i was just like, i don't know what, you know i was thinking about like if i had kept that first baby then my boss would have never let go of somebody that was pregnant and i would have had leave in october and we could have like i was just thinking like all this stuff um Mm-hmm. I was like, sound like we we don't have nothing. All our money go towards our bills. We got this house. This dog is taken care of. But Groot's old enough to not need as much care as he needed when he was a puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, I, I at the end of the day, it came down to settling at these jobs and taking this minimal ass pay. Um, which as millennials, let's talk about this. Why do we do this? We take a lot of shit. We do because it's been it's been put out there that we kind of have to in order to get this dream that you want. But ultimately, these places that you work at don't really care like that. Yeah. They um, don't. Mind you, I'm still dealing with, like, my work stressors at work. Like, I'm still receiving he works with, like, emails about bullshit. I'm still, yeah, like, my kids are still triggering and traumatizing me. My kids are still having hard times, and I'm, I'm still helping them work through these things. And then immediately leaving the school and hopping in my car and turning on my lift light. You know, like, it's just... Yeah, um, you know, he's feeling like he's missing a pregnancy. and I'm, I'm not there like, for my wife who's struggling. Like, it's just... I wasn't feeling rough. like... I'm like, you know, a wife is supposed to assist, and I've been able to assist in some... You know, before I got too big sexually and emotionally and 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 to, like, be kind to you. But other than that, I'm not assisting financially, which I've never... And outside of just being a wife, I'm just not used to being, like... Not having nothing. And again, that's <laughs> never something that I like would ever hold over you because I understand how life works. And ultimately, on top of the fact that you weren't because, like, you couldn't. You genuinely yeah. couldn't. 
Because again, anybody hiring you right now? Nobody. Because you're pregnant. People don't hire pregnant people like that. Not for a job that, that you would like need to. No, you, yeah. you can't outright say that. But that's what it was. And um, it was 14 weeks of looking. And I knew that I wouldn't really be able to work, work for like a pay that was worthy and health insurance and all that stuff <sighs> until I dropped this baby. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else would have just caused you added stress on top of everything else. And I need that. Yeah. So we were both dealing with that on top of the fact that it was it was embarrassing to need so much help. Um, because it was a lot. My mom wasn't upset with us. She was just more like. Why didn't y'all say something? And we're like, um, we, didn't we didn't know, know to say to. something. It wasn't. I thought that the sink, that's how a plumbing poster looked. Yeah, you know, like, I, I, like I, I don't I know don't. nothing. I'm not, a, I, I don't do this shit. Like, right. I can I'm learn like, some shit and I'm always handy when I need to be, but this ain't my strong suit. I'm assuming yeah. everybody know what they're doing. And I'm just like, I can come in to help lift. Like, I'm big, I'm strong, like, I can do stuff, but that's, that's all I got. This is not my area of expertise. And again, I'm also tired because I just worked. Um, but I'll yeah. do it. I'll do whatever needs to be done for us to like be straight. So my uncle came. Like it was literally like y'all a group as effort. I mean, God bless him, <laughs> and he didn't take anything. And um, we're gonna, we, you know, we have plans to like get. Oh, him. we gonna pay him? Yeah, pay him. because he literally, I can't explain it. Like he fixed everything that was wrong. Um, or just not done, and mm-hmm. he did it so quickly. Um, and then and then and then bitch him on about it. He was just like, let's just get it done. That's what we did. So we moved in, but moving day was really tough on everybody. Um, we just gonna skip over the path. Oh, the path. Sorry. So a path. We, yeah. Go ahead. Now, again, this is a designated separate living space. However, the only way to get there is down this hill on the side of the house. The hill is extremely muddy. Um, you step into it, you will sink. Yeah. And Randy is eight months pregnant at this point yeah and on top of that movers aren't gonna move shit the movers cannot bring Uh. (laughs) things into your space by coming around and we didn't want the movers to have to move through my mother's house to get through it's it's basically a narrow doorway it's just not possible it would have just been hard um so i had to lay this concrete path um in order for them to get there and we'll share some pictures because it's funny but um in order to do that i had to buy some cinder blocks stepping blocks um I found a way to make sure I could afford it. I went to this concrete slab place and I look and say, hey, those are what I need. And I bought them all. I had Randy's stepped. <laughs> I had a family friend named Jay come. Oh, stepdaddy, uncle. And Jay pull up with a truck. We get the stones loaded and I'm feeling happy. I think at one point I actually put up a video on Snap, on a Instagram. Instagram, like, you know, construction day. Because yeah. he was going you know, to do some stuff. The stones are too fucking big. Eight inches long. I'm lying to you. They they're are. Big. They're 13 inches long, four inches wide, and four inches whatever. The and other you way. can't, you can't walk on them, and you can't dig them deep enough. And the time frame that that we, we had, needed to in order for them to work. Um, Uncle Mike, our contractor, was like was very kind in his approach. He's like, hey, you know, I know you're trying to get this to be this done. to be done. However, those stones you bought, them ain't the right ones, Mike. <laughs> right and i was like you know well uh, he wasn't trying to hear y'all i was like i get that i was like I, I i was i understood that we can't step on these because of the hazard of them possibly flipping and no way am i trying to rush this shit i really wanted you to walk safely and the people who are moving this stuff to be able to get in here yeah so i'm like all right he's like yeah so you know can can you return them i already know there's this is not refundable i paid for a brick they don't want their brick back you've bought, <laughs> right. you've bought these concrete concrete slabs 
Take find them. a way to make them work. I'm like, all right, so there's got to be some way we can make them work. So I'm just going to use them as a, a border. border. And I keep mentioning that. And they were just like, no, nah, we just not going to use them. Like, no. Well, we, we can't have to use them. them. Yeah. We have to. So we use them as a border. And we had to get more stone. So he got more stone. Also, the reason I was irritated was because unloading these hundred it was heavy. It bricks looked heavy. from the truck to get them into the garage before getting them to the side of the house to lay them down was hard. It was just hard. My back hurt from driving. Yeah. <laughs> My body hurt from all this driving, all of the like just running around after kids. Like it's it's just been difficult in general. Um, but like whatever. I gotta have this path done for my baby. And these movers, they just not gonna move. They just because they can't. It's you literally can't, y'all. So um, I, so we end up going to Home Depot and we found the proper stones. stones. Yes, and we, y'all laid them. It was did. a process. It was, but y'all, it's it's walkable. We laid concrete, sand, gravel, gravel, stone, and that another was, layer of concrete, and, and yeah, it worked. So we now have a path that you can walk on, and it's. It's fine. And the movers oh, got it's shit mine. in here. And I did it. And everybody got stuff in. And we have a safe way of getting down. The path still ain't completed. But, you know, it was complete enough. By the time we was ready to move in. The path's completed. You it. just ran out of gravel. I, we did. Um, I did have a couple of friends come out. Shout out to Brian, Spot, um, and Jay again for coming out to help, like, help with that. But for the most part, it was he just did it by himself. me. Jay. Yeah. And it, it was just it was hard. It was just very difficult. And I'm just watching from the window packing. Because because um, Randy can't carry can't do shit. seventy pounds, um, which also just was like just it was just it wasn't. So it was a lot, y'all. Um, our family cleaned for us, and they put our bed together while we were out at our old place, still getting some stuff. And then Christmas, Christmas happened. This was all before Christmas, Christmas Eve, because again, we can't construct. We're not building anything Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the movers coming. Two days after Christmas. And the day before the moving day, we were, that was when we were supposed to finally move, like pack everything up. We've been packing. We've been packing this whole time, but stuff still needed to be packed up. Yeah. And the deadline was have everything packed by the end of, like after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So the house is packed and it's moving day. We said, yeah. So now it's, now it's a moving yes. day. So that's all that happened. We already talked about that. Everything was fine. Movies came in. It was tough on everybody. Um, everybody helped us. Um, it was all hands on deck. Um, Christmas is now over. We had everyone who was helping up to this point showed back up. Yeah. And our cousin, my sister, um, cleaned while we were going back and forth getting stuff. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really nice. Our bed was put together. We didn't have to do all that. It was just, they really just wanted to help. Um, and I, it was, it was, it was, it was really was, nice. It was so appreciated. But then Groot got sick. Well, before we get to that. What? What am so, I missing? I was, I was broken. All the points. What um, points? You cried a lot. On moving day? <laughs> yes. That's why it's there. I don't remember crying on moving day. You're just overwhelmed. It was over like after everyone had left. You just like sat for a minute. I, I must have blocked that out. Yeah. So I know I cried that whole month. But at I'm that same point, day. I'm limping around. I'm physically broken. Um, I had to invest in like a belt from Lowe's that like takes some of the pressure out your back. And I still wear it to this day. Yeah. But um like I need it in order to bend over without hurting myself. All of these things were just a lot. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all can tell, I'm not trying to talk about this. <laughs> like we talked about this, but it was really? so hard. No, I mean, I will and mm-hmm. that's that was the plan, but like I'm noticing that I'm trying to hurry. I, um, I know this too. Because I'm just like this. Agreed. Was, I know. I'm sorry. This was just not easy. I know. It wasn't. Um and I'm not proud of it. I'm like, like the, the of process it. that um 
that but this is here. a part of how we process we talk these things out and yeah you know sometimes looking back on things just gives you like a different perspective and ultimately we are on the other side of it at this moment but and we talked about this a, a couple episodes a long time ago like people love to highlight when they made it to the other side yeah but don't episode talk about 23. the like going through it and we're going through it. We're going through it. And it was still 2018. Y'all know how we felt about that year. Um, 2018 yeah, anyway, was making us look, work. The kitchen was finished. The Everything was finished. And family came through. And your cousin, shout out to Alicia. Yeah. And Brianna. Yeah, my sister. And Ke- they came Our through cousin. and cleaned. They cleaned. Man. Um, we we was... got back from getting stuff from the old place. Because, you know, just a little miscellaneous stuff they don't put mm-hmm. on the truck. And the house, like, we had somewhere to sleep. They made up our bed. Um, They cleaned our bathroom. Um, Brie did laundry at the house before we left. Yeah, she did laundry. Um, so we had like clothes. It was it was so kind. Um, of everybody we felt so shitty, and we hadn't really. We didn't ask. That's another thing. Like we didn't ask um for anybody to do shit. They just saw a need and and did it. Um, Mikey's sister Therese also came down and helped and did things. Um, hmm. like she just like yeah, Malaya, his baby sister, sister Malaya. <laughs> Uh, she wanted to do something, gave her something to do. Uh, you know, <laughs> she's seven. <laughs> so, like, she helped and did stuff, too. Like, it was a, a group effort. Um, it was. And I think it actually brought us together, which is the funny, which I mean, is funnier. That, I mean, trauma does that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trauma does that. Um, so, like, they cleaned. Group got sick. Um, oh, yeah. A dog gets sick. Yeah. He got he got sick. He um, he was itching real bad. Group wasn't talking to us at one point. Like, yeah, he put himself in his crate. Right. Every time we move, yeah, Groot gets sick. Like in some without kind, fail, fail Groot um has like environmental sensitivity. Let's just, let's just put it like that. Like <laughs> they call it as Alex. long as that boy has a place where he can come back to and like this is solidified as my space, then he's fine. Like yeah. he has time to regroup. But there's a lot of back and forth at this point. He's an introvert. I did make sure that I told him we were moving because last time we moved, I didn't tell him. So we was at the new place. We treat our was, dog like a, like a living thing so. because he. He retained. Yes. Dog is smart. Yes. Our dog is smart. And so this time I was like, hey, we're moving. And this is where we're moving. And this is prepared. why we're gone all the time. So he was prepared. He was ready. What he wasn't prepared was for the bullshit when he got here. <laughs> he was like, Group now y'all told around me. On these hardwood floors. He's struggling a little bit. He uh, he finally finds a space that's like comfortable for him on the carpet in our bedroom. In our room. Um, And like. He, he sits there. A hard time. Like, he is not. We call him all his pet names. We we kissing at him. Groot looking at us from his crate. Like I ain't. Groot was today. not fucking with nobody for a minute. He's like I ain't moving today. But again, this was just recently a construction zone, and with all the cleaning that my sisters and everyone did do, um, it was still there was still like there's still dust settled on the floor and things of that nature. And Groot is exposed to all of it. While we can wear socks and yeah. do all these things, Groot cannot. Yeah. So Groot had rashes appearing on his feet, under his belly, under it was his really legs. Bad. Um, and we had to take Groot to, to the, the vet. vet. And so we had a vet visit. Um, and a card swipe. So y'all know at this point we didn't have no money. Because we, we thought we would have by the <laughs> we time we moved. This? But we didn't have no money. We right. have no money. So there's um, a PetSmart that we go to in North Atlanta, on the north side. But in this new area that we moved in, there's a PetSmart right over here on the west side. So we took him there. And, and um, they, they had like appointments at night. So it was like six. Great. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, it's convenient. We was just doing, I was cleaning. We tired. What'd you do it then? We pull up. We, we get go, in there. And 
<laughs> he's also very sensitive to the touch, so his skin is hurting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically tells us it's an environmental allergy. It will cost too much to actually do an allergy test to figure out what allergy in the environment. Mm-hmm. But it's but one. we have a solution. It's Our a solution shot. is a shot. This shot will numb whatever pain he's feeling for a certain amount of time and give him time to, to get like used heal. to yeah the environment. The environment. In. And so we looking around, me and Randy both make eye contact and avoiding eye contact. And we're like, okay. Okay, sure. This shot must be covered by his insurance that we pay for month. monthly, you know, but. And technically it is, but there's still like a fee. So <laughs> it costs $116. So I was like, all right, so 116 of whatever, you know, we pay monthly. Okay, <laughs> this, shit, this shit should be covered. I ain't looking at nobody but Groot. I'm looking down at the floor. And Mikey, Ooh. they leave the room. He goes, how are you paying for this? I said, nigga, what you mean? <laughs> how are we paying for this? Your credit card is one with the $200 left on it. So you swiping your card. What you mean? How are you paying for this? Like, <laughs> like what you mean? I you know I ain't got it. The doctor and the nurse was kind of just hovering in there waiting for us to make a decision. But no, I they left. Speaking. No, before that. Yeah. I wasn't speaking. And Randy wasn't speaking. We just kind of like looking like. Shit, I, can't take, I already gave him Benadryl. That damn hell. Because dogs can take me. Anyway, we had to get the shot. Mikey had to swipe the little card. So, wait. First of all, they gave him the shot, and then we left the room, and then you're supposed to pay. So, I'm looking at Randy like, look. We could just leave. We could just leave. I'm like, no, Mike, like, <laughs> we can't. We have to pay. You nut. We could have, though. We Who's going to catch us? We pay. They did have all of our... Our info. Mike, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? We've been at Banfield PetSmart since he was eight weeks. That's true. Ain't no hiding. I feel anyway, like it was a way. Okay. so we pay, Mikey pay, and um, <laughs> and Groot is fine, but without fail, the last time we moved, he broke out in hives because he ate a spider. Yeah, he had like really big lumps on his body, but Groot is like one of the kind, like he's just a really kind dog, so he's always like happy. Yeah, like so he we could stress- have a knife in his back and he'd be like smiling and waving his yeah. fucking tail at you. It's annoying because we didn't realize how serious it was. We Until just we knew that there. we needed to get him to the vet. And so we stressing and drive him to the vet and he his in whole the back seat, face like, swollen. Yeah, he don't want you to touch him. He had hives everywhere. I didn't know dogs could get hives, and they had to give him like a steroid shot of, of this like Benadryl three and <laughs> knocks and- him out. He wakes up next day. He's perfectly fine. He's just like, hey, what's and up? And unswollen. And I just wanted to fight him. So, and so this time he got another shot and it responded really well and quickly and he's fine. So then, um, we, I used the restroom one night and it's fine. I used the restroom and we got a bathroom and we're okay. We here. We did it. We made it, nigga. We made it. So one of the things that was a consistent challenge throughout this whole process was when building the kitchen because we did have to build it from scratch my mother's husband myself and uncle mike uh, my uncle even came down to lay like the initial piping and stuff for the sink and everything you have to connect the sink to drainage in the wall so that stuff can drain out and it can go where it's supposed to go we could not figure out for the longest why the water wasn't going down in the sink yeah um Uncle Mike, being a genius that he is, was like, hey, you know, it's real simple. There's a balloon that you hook up to a hose that you can get at Home Depot, and it causes water pressure to clear whatever is clogging your drains. He gets the hose. We hook it up. It doesn't work all the way. This was before moving day. Um, so we like, no problem. After we move, we'll just figure this out. Yep. Uh, mind you, everything for the sink is already in place. The pipes have been set up, and everything should be working. But for some reason, the water doesn't drain. Uh. We come back later. We still can't figure it out. Our options are to call a plumber, 
or you know we uh we had someone who's a family friend my mother called and he was also the electrician who set up stuff down here and, and uh she paid like she he i don't think he was more of a friend he's like she was paying him it was a family friend so she had a co-worker and her husband does something yeah like so he he's he came in and looked at this yeah he was contracted to do it um he comes and looks and was it him that came to the conclusion? Yeah, we um, cause I we, I flushed the toilet and went down, came back, it was back up. So the toilet started acting up. So that's why we was gonna get a plumber out, like to clear all oh, of the pipes. Just, he was yeah. like, so the kitchen sink ain't working and the toilet is not draining. So we were like, all right, we got to figure out what to do. He comes back and tells us, oh, no. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> so he he gets behind the. I don't even know how to start this process. So essentially, he so tells he, us he, he finds out that the water pump and everything is working perfectly fine yes, can't yes. understand why it's not draining he looks back behind the sink does some shit realizes that there is no plumbing there's no plumbing at all in the kitchen like water gets to it so that's why the faucets work but water is not draining anywhere there's no and plumbing. we're all just laughing <laughs> and i find out later because we had to go get the carpet clean at the last house so i had to be there my car starts acting up it's 2018 oh yeah randy's car started acting up on moving day. out like, of the blue turn on not not moving day it was simple, the last day of the year december 30th it wouldn't go into gear yeah like it was no it, it went into gear but like all my lights came on the check engine light the battery like the every single light that comes on in cars came on so all of that was happening he comes and he tells us, all right, so, you know, we have to basically create piping piping to go from the kitchen to where the wastewater goes so that Which the water can flow out of the house. obviously not good news, not just because it's like, there's no plumbing, but like, mom is paying for this. Yeah. Um, Mikey's mom. Was also a stressful thing. I'm not trying to put my mother out any more than she are. You know, she's right. been doing the most. She's this built is, 80% of this basement. Like, moving um, into her space, like. My mom just bought the house and it wasn't her plan initially to be like, you know, I'm going to do a whole basement remodel. You know, like yeah. it was, she, you know, I mean, she was going to rent it out for a Super Bowl. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. But, um, um, mom just, she was like, no, nah, it was take a lie. He, he'll, he'll fix it. I'll take care of it. And, and so it's just like, it's just like, fuck. We, we ain't know what that meant though. Mind you, up until this point, Randy has been, Randy's pregnant. And my mom has multiple bathrooms upstairs. So we've yeah. been walking up the basement stairs for Randy to use the bathroom or for us Which to is shower frequent, and stuff. Um, because y'all know pregnant women don't have a bladder. Yeah. So it'd be about three times at night. Three, four times a night. And, um, and, and you know, Randy's staying in shape, you know, because of it. Y'all <laughs> only gained two pounds in December. They was so happy at my doctor's appointment. Oh, hey, girl. You may be able to do a water bird. You just gained <laughs> two stress, pounds. I was like, oh, I'm not eating. Um, <laughs> Man. So we were already doing that, but that was just because like the cold water w- wasn't working. Yeah, was only, like it just it was too cold down there, and we couldn't like shower because of that. So now because of this new undertaking, we weren't going to be allowed in there. We just didn't know how much they had to do. So again, Alicia and Brianna cleaned that bathroom. Cleaned the y'all. whole bathroom. It was spotless. It's it was nice. beautiful. Real tile. Oh, sink. It was, it was, so oh, man, it was he had to go in there and literally he had like glass um, shower doors we still do but glass yeah. shower doors and they had got those you know nice and spotless so i just had to throw that in there uh he literally had to what even what tool is that whatever breaks concrete and tile at the uh, same what, jackhammer time, i don't know they had some jackhammers and some saws basically a remodel happened they had to he had to bust open the wall behind the kitchen, which is the same wall that's in the bathroom, in order to run pipes from the kitchen leading under the bathroom floor, connecting to wherever the water goes into the wastewater. Remove the toilet. Oh, had to bust open the con- the tile on the floor to remove the toilet. Which there's to get the concrete water to under the away. tile, so it's the basement. 
And y'all, um, I slept through the whole thing. Randy apparently slept through what was essentially a construction zone. No, it was a construction zone. Um, it was loud as all hell. And mind you, I'm still like working and shit. I come home and like I'm hearing all these things and I just assume I thought she wasn't there. I just I really thought Randy wasn't in the house. I walk in, Randy in the bedroom, knocked knocked out, out, group snoring next to me. We I slept for three days. (laughs) I'm serious. My body literally crashed, and I only would wake up when they stopped. Like it was like white noise to me, and I probably shouldn't have been down here because of fumes and dust and stuff. Yeah, which was another thing. I literally could not move. I was so exhausted and All so of the like depressed. <laughs> concrete from the floor because they had to bust open the floor and the drywall and everything from the walls and the tile. Like it had all turned into this layer of dust that settled over everything in the house, the kitchen table, everywhere, the televisions, y'all. the floor. Like it Roots was crate, everywhere. Roots bowls, our, and everything. I ended up realizing, like, I was trying to figure out why I had to dust everything again in our bedroom. It was because it was all coming through the vents. Yeah. Um, and like I'm struggling to breathe, and my wife is pregnant, so I'm just concerned about her ability to breathe. It was just I slept. Man, just sleep. I I couldn't, y'all. I couldn't. Like by this point, I was like, all right, 2018, you did it. Like you won. Like I I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna just sleep. And I woke up, and the bathroom was done. And uh, <laughs> was this had, after New Year's? It was done by New Year's. It was the bathroom was done by New Year's. It was done by New Year's. Okay, yeah. So this was all still after Christmas. Yeah, Good so times. this was then four days. Um, <sighs> Basically, the bathroom ended up getting put back together. We just had to clean again. Um, the wall ended up putting back up, so all of the holes that were cut open from the wall to create this piping were filled back in. Um, my mother's husband came and redid the floor. The towel, um, yeah. And got everything back to looking like normal. And now we have a working sink. And dishwasher, water flows, everything works perfectly fine. Everything flushes, the shower's fine. Everything is fine today. <laughs> knocking on wood. Just knocking on all the woods. Um, um, so we unpacked and we we unpacked stuff. Got the living room set up. People we come have... over. They're just like, "Oh my god, this is so nice." We're just looking at them like, "Please shut the fuck up. Please shut up." Because it is. And no, it is. Oh, nice. it's a beautiful space. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's and really nice. Um, it's great. However, it it was it was we're really still just trying to shake off how awful it was how it took to get to this to get point. here. Um, it was really bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was really bad, and we couldn't talk about it on the podcast yet because there wasn't anything to talk about. You Man, know, look, like yeah, y'all would have. It, it just wouldn't. We would have been sitting in here with dead dead silence, like just staring at each other, like yeah, this what shit did happened. you say? Um, at this moment, we're actually recording on our. Uh, dining room table. Yeah, in the dining room because it's like the perfect place to podcast. We got light. We can stare at each other face to face. It's Um, really nice. Yeah. We know we love open concept now. So like when we buy our house. So the plan is to stay here for a year. Oh, yeah. Um, Um, A year and a half max. Her um, charging us what she's charging us for rent. Anybody charging us less than what we were charged. Mm -hmm. It's going to like significantly help us. Um, It takes the pressure off of me having to drive too much i'll still have to but maybe not but we'll see um, um i am still currently working at my job um updates on that later and we're gonna we're gonna ride this out and make sure that our daughter has a safe space to live and grow for the first year of her life we are going yeah, to get really that nice. debt down so that we can get credit scores up so we can start applying for programs um, and my, get a my home credit score is actually 
good. Mine the problem too. is I don't have proof of income because I don't have any. And so we can't like do anything. So right now we're just, and Mikey's credit score is actually going up. Man, you know? my shit shot up 60 something points one month. I, I mean, because of all of the yeah. work, man. We did a lot of work, and it now we um we're kind of doing like some back work because 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 of everything you know, yeah, having cards to use our cards and stuff. Um, but because like we still got to eat, and like, yeah, Drew don't care about shit about none of this. She's just like, oh, that's fine. I'm hungry, and um, we still had what we refer to as 2018 residue. Uh-huh. Yeah, so old bills from the old house that actually thankfully weren't like that awful as awful as I thought it was. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and so Yeah. And so, so you have a bad cave. So how do we feel today, Mike? How do you feel today? Um, the same as we did at, at when we did the production meeting. I'm very grateful. Um, it hasn't been I, I catastrophized living here mm-hmm. and it hasn't been anything that you were worried about. Anything right? that I was worried about. It's never the thing that we worry it's about. It's never the thing you worried wrong. about. It's always um, something that we weren't thinking about. Yeah. It hasn't been, yeah. It's been so it's you, been really you nice. had concerns previously about like relationship with your mom, interaction with my mom um, being something that like because of all of the work that y'all have done to be what straight, has to be toxic with but us being in close proximity. How has it been? It's been great. I mean, I, I love your mom. You know, I, I know we're not saying that. I'm, I'm saying, saying just in general, the worry was that it would there be would be a problem. It would be because, toxic. Yeah, but every time y'all talk, it's great. You don't see her every day like you thought you would because you don't live with her. We yeah. just live. Under. But it wasn't even just seeing her every day. It was just more. I was really worried about the relationship. I'm just like, I don't know. It's, it's I mean, like, you know. Right, I was well, just okay. So when we were dating, right? When you're dating somebody in general, everything is straight. Everything is straight because y'all only see each other on the terms that y'all set to see each other, right? Yeah. Then when y'all move in together, shit changes. It yeah. will change eventually. Things happen. You start noticing certain people's habits. Y'all start clashing on like oh, laundry or like one person's messier than you thought and you didn't know this stuff at all because y'all didn't live together. There was no exposure to this previously. And so, you know, there's like some type of clash. So you were thinking like, just because of proximity changing, that things would change. Yeah. And a Uh lot of what I was talking to you about and telling you was like, you know, that's not necessarily And historically, y'all have been so unhappy when y'all are Mm -hmm. with each other long term. Or like without being able to like leave. Yes. And my explanation behind that was like, we were all in a three bedroom apartment. Like it was just different. It was one level. There is no separation of space. Yeah. Um, but like everything is fine. I mean, yeah. Getting here was very was difficult, awful. but being here has been, it's been nice that, you know, that I have been able to see my mom more because of how everything has been just in my life in general over the last couple of years. Like my you know, mother and I live in the same state, but you know, it was very difficult. I struggle with calling people in general. Yeah. And, and picking um, up his phone, but you gotta stop that and shit. That just, yeah, that but. Yeah. I get to see my mother now. It's just nicer. It is. Um, my baby uh-huh. sister, I get to be around and like see her grow up. I get to, I can, I can see my younger sister who I love. Everybody know. It's like, it's my daughter. I love my sister like to death. And, you know, we still get to be close to my family. And now we get to explore what it's like being healthier people like who we are now in a space where we're around my family. And it doesn't suck. It doesn't, it doesn't. suck at all. And I thought it would be really bad, y'all. I, I really was. Um, and I eventually, like, apologized to Mikey before we talked to his mom. Because I was like, you know, I feel like I'm just not honoring the fact that you are, like, you're not stupid. You want to suggest something to me. You are my mom. You want to suggest mm-hmm. something to me. That would hurt you. Right. If you thought it wouldn't really work. Um, and I really wasn't trying to hear him, y'all. And I tell y'all, like. <laughs> she shut shit down quick. I, that I'm like, well, you know, option. my mom's in. No. Nope. 
Yeah, I'm, no. Because I'm just like, I, we have a really good relationship. I don't want to be like y'all. I like this. <laughs> I don't. I, I was really scared. Um, I was really scared, but it really and hasn't I get it. been. And um, I know how you felt because we talk about these things. Like, you love my mom. And you was like, I like that she likes me now. Like, I like that we have, like, inside things and that she, like, yeah. treats me like family. I like, can sit with her and not be like, so, uh, what's up? You know, like, it's Because people do awkward. have those awkward interactions with them. Um, and I was like, most. I'm just not ready for that to change and to do the work to, uh from the breakdown and I had just to re-repair. I won. I won. I <laughs> y'all fought him, but um. But I was very the, adamant. I was like, "You, that's not. It's not something you have to worry about." And right now, it's just really, we're really just big on communication. Um, we have we monthly check-ins. We try to communicate. Try to be very um honest and transparent. I mean, well, I feel while I feel. my pride took a beating. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just that's just something internally that you have to deal with. Um, I do recognize that everyone has their own like individual challenges. Like that's just how life goes. You have some shit thrown at you and you got to like push to battle through. Everyone has obstacles somewhere in the history of their life that they had to overcome. And this one is just mine. Um, however, it's not the worst. This isn't the worst thing that could have ever happened to somebody. Um, my family and I have a roof over our head, have, have a floor over our head and a roof above that. We, yeah have um you know a place to be um and i really just appreciate both of our families and everyone's help to get to this point and there's a lot that i still have to do in order to accomplish the goals that we set for ourselves but ultimately i am very proud of everyone who who cared enough to be a part of helping us get here everyone who hugged you while you were crying when i wasn't able to everyone who helped pack a box anyone who Sent yeah, an encouraging like text, a, slid it, us some money for breakfast, took us to brunch because they know that we have shit. Like, you know, just the way our community showed out. Yeah, like, it's just. It really sucked needing that help. But like, Oh, like a motherfucker. Because we, we never like, had to. Nope. We've always been. <laughs> my grandpa low. My grandpa was just talking about us last year. Y'all, y'all seem like everything is going just right. We just looking what, at, two years ago yeah. at Thanksgiving or something? Mm-hmm. He didn't say that. He was like, y'all, every time I see y'all, every y'all, y'all just, y'all just got it together. Because like, we do. Yeah. We took a lot of pride in that. And, and we, in 2018, was like, oh, y'all cute. <laughs> y'all real cute. Um, These niggas. But today, I also feel grateful. Yeah, just I'm like grateful. you. And I'm very thankful for just having this. Um, but I still got goals. Yeah, this, this is, is not, this is very this temporary. Is not, we really want to own a house. Um, we're not 100% comfortable, which is a good thing, because if we were, we would never leave. Because um, it's a beautiful space. It is. But this ain't and, that. Um, also, I don't believe in sharing a room with your baby forever. <laughs> and right now, we're room sharing, and it's really nice. We'll like post pictures and stuff. Um, Drew's space is beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. And um, that place is just nice. And we'll post, you know, we're still painting and stuff in the kitchen, the cabinets and stuff. But um, it's done. It's done. And it looks like apartment, an apartment. And I'm proud of the work that we've done to, to make it homey. Because that's what I really stress. I was like, I don't want to feel like I live in a garage, you know. Yeah. I really want it to feel like a, a home. Um, So that when she's, you know, baby, she probably will never remember this. But she'll remember how she felt. You know, I just want to make sure that she's, she feels okay here. And, um, Groot ain't too mad at us no more. Nah, he, uh, he likes it. Boy, got a yard to run around in. Yeah. His auntie's fostering a dog so they can play. Um, he, oh, you hear him clacking. Clacking over here. Now. What you want? Um, but yeah. So I'm grateful. 
Because she didn't have to say yes. She did. She didn't have she, to say yes. She paid and a she lot didn't of money. Say yes at um, first. She paid a lot of money, y'all. She put in a lot of money for us. She did, and this will um, not be forgotten. Yeah, and I'm to definitely do this. once we're in a better space. Like I know who we need to take care of, and I know exactly what it's going to look like when yeah. we drop off some bags. But you know, something <laughs> to strive towards. So that's what was happening to us between September and December. So all those late episodes and those times, just like y'all, we just couldn't. We apologize. This is why. Um, but now we're here. We can do an episode about it. This is a new year. Let's just go ahead and put this out there right now. And yep. February is my favorite month. You know, shout out to the greatest month ever. You can expect nothing but everything to be on time for the remainder of this podcast. We have goals that we've set for ourselves and we want to make sure that we're hitting on those and being our best consistent selves because we can't be. So while we probably won't promote this episode today because it's Super Bowl Sunday, it will be up today. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'll like, if you may check your phone, you'll find out on Monday that it's been up for a few hours already. But um, engagement. Engagement. What you got, babe? What did you make it through in 2018? Y'all know we are big on some representation. We are. Uh, <laughs> Eventually, we're going to be on the other side of our challenges. Yeah. But we want to know which ones you had to face and may still be pushing through. Um, um, what 2018 residue you still got on you. Yeah. And if 2018 was great, you know, share that. We might not share it. No, I'm playing. But no, please tell us <laughs> if you just like, if 2017 was your year and 2018 was like, you know what? I came through. Let us know what that looks like for you. But first, yeah, I want to see that. What, what y'all? And who? And who's living with a parent? Uh, <laughs> let us know that. All right. Well, that that was the back cave. It was the back cave. Yep. How you feel about that? I don't know. It wasn't like our normal episodes. It it it's um, reminiscent to me of the Hard Knock Life episode, which mm. was a good one. People like like that, and I was that that was. It's always surprising when y'all like episodes. We're kind of like, I don't know. I thought it was good. Um, I think everything that we do is good, though, because... No, I think that we have quality content. Yeah. I just never can tell how something will be received. But mm-hmm. I also know I could be projecting. Yeah, that's like, exactly what it is. Like how I'm feeling mm-hmm. about... Mm-hmm. That's what it is. <sighs> There's just a lot of shame um, that I'm trying to shake off because that's life. And we're not above going through life we're at not. all. And we um, got the whole baby coming into this world. And she deserves parents, parents. who... But also like self-aware parents, yes. you know, who are, you know, and she holds me accountable. Um, even in my pregnancy, I can't get too upset or I get sick. When they was rebuilding this bathroom, she was like, we're going to sleep. I slept for three days. I'm, we're not exaggerating. <laughs> Mikey came home. He was like, are you asleep? Like I was knocked out and it was so incredibly You know what it loud. sounded like? You remember the old episodes of the Flintstones? Where they be on a construction site and they're like honk the horn and all you hear is like the clanking of rocks and shit. Yeah. That's exactly what it sounded like. I mean, it was really loud, y'all. It was like, right, standing next to a construction site outside and you can't hear nobody and you got to scream at the top of your lungs. And I slept. Me and my dog. Um, he's like, I need to lay down too. So. I love y'all. Um, but yeah. we're here. Yeah. And we are going to make the most of this year and the only way we know how to, which is to work through it push through what we have to push through so that we can come out on the other side of this just better versions of ourselves and yeah. better off financially and better yeah just better so you're fighting flight babe all right let's get into it so you'll start hearing some very funny flight or fights moving forward because again we are in a basement back cave which is the only thing we're referring to it as it's the back cave is where yes, we live it's the back cave and randy just did this to me today so randy's aware of what i'm about to talk about but um you know, I got beef. This has been one of the coldest recorded like winters nationally. 
Really? In a couple of cities, yeah. Like Chicago was like oh, negative okay. seventy or some shit. Like I there's was just been, talking to, to Latasha about that. Yeah, there's been some like wild stuff. And while we don't have snow down here, we have had some lows. Um, and because we're also on the lower level of a house, it's cold. Um, it's cold. I don't get cold that much, but it's cold. Randy is insulated. Randy is a battery. Randy's still pregnant. Yeah. And because of that, she has the 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 advantage of having baby heat on her. Yeah. Right. I don't get to take advantage of that because, you know, as much as I would love to hold my wife, she has this pillow that she loves more than me, which uh, is a wall between us. But we'll get to that on another episode again. Um, I get cold because it's cold as hell down here. It's cold. Um, the walls are insulated, but it's really only warm in our bedroom. You know, yeah. the living room is a cold place. So my mother's husband decided, hey, let me get you all a heater. So we have a space heater. We call it Groot's heater. It is a Groot's heater. It's, it's a space heater, but it's like one of those heaters that's designed to like... Like, you put it under your, like, office desk and, like, keep yourself, like, warm. Like, it's like a one-person, like, heater. Right. And it's a very large space down here. But um, the heater does exactly what it's supposed to do. It get hot right in front of it. Randy, whenever she's standing near the heater for a little while, realizes, oh, you know, it's hot right now. So, I'm going to turn this heater off. I would be huddled up in front of the heater with a blanket or just enjoying the heater in general because I am cold. And Randy will turn it off without fail. Every single time she walked by it, when she starts feeling like she's cold. And I don't even realize, I don't think you realize you do this. It's hot. But Randy did it today. And I just started laughing. She's like, what? I was like, oh, we'll talk about it. When the heater is on, Randy, I need you to not turn it off. Because it's cold. <laughs> and the heater only heats a certain like amount of space. Why don't you respect me? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fight you. Because I feel bad. But also, you did this shit to me. So I did what to you? I did what? Because we know that this baby is your fault. Mikey, it's not. You took advantage of me. I was going to put it out there. That's not funny. We don't don't talk about these things, but it happens in the world, and we're married, and we're very open about what goes on in this marriage, and you wanted it. I mean, immediately I was ovulating, and we know that I'm not- (laughs) You were gross. I am not- Say it. Say it. I was possessed. Okay. However- I take my part in it. I definitely was like 2% responsible for this baby. And that two percent, I'm. Either way, I, I apologize, and I treat you like a queen daily I'm because hot of it. But all the time. I would like to not catch pneumonia. I don't tell you. You got a few more weeks. Okay, stop turning the heat off. Can, can we agree to not turn the heat off or like ask before we just like push the button? Yes. Because the funny thing about the heater is once you turn the, like push the off button, it takes a minute, like it sixty seconds, down. and it starts to cool itself. Yeah, it counts and down. because it cools itself, it turns into a fan for a second, <laughs> <laughs> and that bitch starts blowing cold. <laughs> Yeah. Please don't turn off the heater. Okay. Okay. I win. Okay. I'll stop turning it off. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. PDA. So. What you got for me, love? I am really proud of you because you recently just had. Are we talking about this? Like, I'm not going to go into depth, but like, I mean, we are going to talk about it, but not this episode. You recently just had an interview. Did I? And I am very proud of you because it was a brave thing to do. If what you want happens, this will be something completely different. Um, Way out of my comfort zone. Way out of your comfort zone. But we learned in 2018, that's the shit we need. Like, we've been, we've been too, too still, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and you gotta be jarred and jolted and, and moved, you know? And, um, I'm really proud of you, Mike, cause it's very brave of you. I know your word this year is present. This is like the bravest thing, one of the bravest things you've done in a long time. In terms of like your level of like what you willing to do. <laughs> Look, when I get comfortable and I like I really get I'm into my really bag of like you. comfort. Um, yeah, I just don't want to leave. Cause you've just been very you know, you you've 
you've seen a need to try to do you know to do better in terms of like for yourself to advocate for yourself and i feel like even just the fact that you applied for this thing and did the interview is a sign that you're willing to to do their hard work it's gonna be hard no matter the outcome like you're gonna have to it's gonna be like it's gonna force you to do some shit you know and confront some things and i'm really proud of you for putting yourself in that position especially because you already got a lot going on this year with a newborn due in three weeks so Jesus. i'm just proud of you it's 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 admirable and it's inspiring and it making me want to like be productive so um like i'm always gonna be productive like i'm always productive but like it's just it's inspires like oh my god mikey's doing this really hard thing <sighs> let me stop crying and like do something today <laughs> or let me take this nap so i can get up and do something you know um it's just inspiring mike i'm really proud of you and happy to be with you and excited for this journey no matter what the outcome is because either way it's gonna shake some shit up and it will be an interesting year for you thank you it will so i'm proud of you thanks babe you're welcome um god willing something good comes from this and yeah. I'm able to do something for you and for my daughter that I'm not uh, worried about that you. I haven't been able to do and that I haven't really seen be done, honestly. Yeah. In the realm of the representation that I've had, it's just different. And I really hope that I can do this for you. I have faith. But I also know how traumatizing last year in twenty seventeen was for you professionally. And so I know that there's a there's a guard on you. But I believe in you. I told you. I don't have faith in nobody else. I really do stand by that. When we come down to living here and doing this back cave and everybody trying to talk me off a ledge, I'm like, what does Mikey say? Because if Mikey say it can happen, then it can happen. You know? Because I, I trust you. So, I'm not worried. I appreciate it. You're welcome. To everyone out there listening and her vagueness and <laughs> mysterious We are going to have an episode There's about gonna this. There's going to be an episode about this. Uh, the one after next, actually. It's supposed to be. No, this is the next one. Mm-mm, the next one is the other one. It's the same one. Remember we we'll, combi- talk, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yes. Um, thanks, babe. I You're appreciate welcome. it. So I'm actually prepared for my PDA today. I'm okay. Bullshit and say, let me start off by saying I love you. We've had multiple, there's been a lot of times where I bring up the difficulty of what pregnancy looks like from the outside looking in. Um, but we had a real moment a couple weeks ago and you just, you start crying. Because I told you, you know, I didn't want you to drink some coffee. Coffee, yeah. Um, it wasn't a lot. And it was within, like, you know, the limit the of you know, what they said is, like, safe. Yeah. But I was just saying, hey, you know, I'm just, like, concerned about this. Maybe you shouldn't drink that coffee. And you weren't irrational in your response. You weren't, like, upset or, like, overly emotional. But you, like, came. You, you just told me, like, like I, I just don't want to be deprived of one more thing. Yeah. Um, and there are moments where I hear you a little bit more clearly than... When I'm the first time I tell you something. Yes. There, there's sometimes where like it takes me a minute because, you know, I'm a man and we're a little slow on the pickup. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes where, you know, I'm a man and we quick on the pickup. You feel me? And shout out to all my niggas out there that's quick on the pickup. And I heard it and I was just looking at you and I just wanted to let you know that I see you. Um, you started this pregnancy off as you, just Randy, nothing inside of me, you know, something budding, but like, I'm just, you know, still walking around like myself and I'm just doing the things that I normally do. And, you know, I'm nauseous or whatever, but like, you know, I push through and I'll be fine. You have now turned into this lady carrying, you know, a whole ass child that's coming out in three weeks. Jeez. Um, you know, your weight is not your own. 
Your body is not your own. Your stomach is not your own. Your taste buds are not your own. Your mind is not your own. Oh. <laughs> your, nothing is just... Is mine anymore. Nothing belongs to you. You've had to sacrifice a lot in order to do what is needed to bring, you know, life into this world. And a lot of times, you know, you know, we get, you know, everybody, we just caught up in our own shit and we think about our own selves so much that we don't really like take time to acknowledge someone else's challenges. But I see you and I recognize that this is difficult for you. Yesterday we had our doula come through. Yeah. And y'all will hear from our doula in a future episode. We definitely want to like interview her. Yeah. Um, and she was coming and she was answering questions with my sister and your sister and everybody just looking at these responses about, you know, yeah, you know, this may happen to your body and oh, this may fall out, but that's okay. You know, a surgery can fix this. And like, yeah. everybody just looking around and we all, and you just, you're looking at, you know, I do it very intently. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And my sister, and your sister. She's like, wait, bitch, <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> and, um, you're like, yeah, you know, you, you've been rolling with the punches and you haven't, you've been, I think you've been doing this, taking this shit like a chant. Like I really do. Like you complain. Yes. You cry. <laughs> yes. I'm not, but no, you don't no, do it to yeah. the point like where like it don't make any sense. You you fight doing it more than you do it. Like you don't complain as much as you should personally. Like me being a nigga, like I, I'd have complained every day and been telling people do this for me because I'm pregnant every day. And you still just won't like, you know, get the help that you need. You still do too much like as a black woman because y'all do. And we're going to talk about that too. Yeah. I think that I think you've been killing this shit and I'm just very proud of it. And because again, like I said, I watch you and I've been watching you. I have plans for when that baby comes out to just remind you that I see you, Randy, as Randy, and I will be treating you accordingly. Um, it's got like stuff I want to do with you and to you. And, you know, as soon as we can, you <laughs> as know, soon as I get a birth control, as soon as, uh, as soon as grandma come through with the, you know, preparations so her to babysit, you know, we're going to drop this baby off. You ain't dropping your Buford. baby off. We're going to drop this baby off. I'm, I'm, she'll be in good hands. We're going to drop this baby off. With grandma, and we gonna you know start practicing for baby number two. We ain't. We're not gonna make it. I'm just saying we're gonna practice. I'm talking about practice. Get a hotel like back in college. Nah, we still got Chris in this place. <laughs> we we had sex here. Yeah, but like it wasn't. It wasn't what it was. It wasn't like early pregnancy sex. It's late pregnancy sex. It's a different type of sex, by the way. And we'll talk about that too. <laughs> it is a different type of sex. Now he's trying to get the baby here. We've agreed, y'all. This baby ain't here by a certain date. We're gonna start we gonna make it naturally happen. inducing. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, a little, you know, reshoot the club up. I ain't got no time. I'm tired. Good times. But, yeah. but I I know it's hard. I look at you and I see how hard this is. Um and I think back to all of the pregnant women I've ever known and all the stories that I keep hearing and fuck my own mother and the shit she had to deal with. Yeah. With bringing us into this world. And this is not easy. None of it is easy. And you still, you beat yourself up about a lot of things. And I just want you to know that you don't have to. You are killing it. And I'm very proud of you. Thank and you. And everything you've done up to this point, I'm going to continue to tell you that well after she's here. Because you've been creating perfection. And, you know, my daughter is going to be perfect. I'm gonna fuck nobody. Uh, my daughter's better than your daughter. Um, she is. I'm that dad. I'm that dad. Drew daddy a little different. All right. Mikey. I'm a little different. Okay. I'm a little extra. I'll take that. Because her mom was just. I love you, right? I love you too. You're doing great. Thank you. We have three more weeks, Max. I don't think she's coming in three weeks. You can make it. You can do it. Keep pushing. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, y'all. Call to Call action. Call to action. 
be sure to check out our website, blackmillennialmarriage.com. I've updated some things on there. Like our Twitter handle has changed. So we that, got updates. So that should work. Um, the timeline. Like there are little things that I've changed that should be more up to date with like what's currently happening. Uh, we are now and still available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and any of your favorite, you know, podcast platforms. On social media, we are on Instagram, babe. Black Millennial Marriage. On Facebook, what are we? Black Millennial Marriage. And on Twitter? Underscore the Chapmans. We tweet more. I've been tweeting. He has been tweeting. I'm tweeting some stuff. Still getting better um, at this. Starting out the year strong. Yeah, it's way different than it was last year. <laughs> so y'all can follow us if you love us um, on any of those platforms. Instagram is popping a little bit more. But I think that's just because of like, that's where people are. Mainly. Mm-hmm. But we are everywhere. You can leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098. We still listen. We still read all comments and emails that we get. And we would love to share more of your stuff. So if you have any thoughts, especially on this episode or any episodes past, um, it's yeah. not too late. To let us know. And let we'll play know. it. Um, next episode. Will be next Sunday. And it will be on time. And um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I've realized that like people, you know, y'all listen on Sunday. Which but, I don't like, listen, you mainly listen. listen on Monday because of work and stuff. So, yeah. um, even if I don't, it's usually me who's promoting it. Um, Mike could say something, but like usually I'm the one that has to promote it because I've edited it. But if I don't promote it on Sunday, that does not mean it's not up. Y'all mm-hmm. should still get the notification. I think people still do, but just letting you know. But Mikey's about to start taking over, y'all, because I got maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Six we'll weeks. talk about that. No, we Randy ain't. Randy just told me that she got maternity leave. Listen, <laughs> I ain't know that. Uh, I just asked for Black six Millennial weeks. Marriage Incorporated had that. We do, uh, and they think because my job um, don't even offer maternity leave, but you know, that's, that's okay. Your job, but um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Anyway, y'all, thank you again for listening. Be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. If you dig in what I'm saying, we could go deeper. I dig it. I dig it. Dig it. You dig it, I 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 dig it, good soil, I hope you love it, I love it, I got no upper, but none above it, I focus on what the funk is, don't know what's so fierce, I'm sipping Tyler P. So if you've listened up until this point, um, it's February, it's Black yeah, History Month. It is. Um, we're going to be doing something a little different on our social media pages, but at the end of every episode this month, we're going to shout out some of our favorite creators. Uh, Black creators. Yes. Specifically. And we felt that, since it's the first one, we should shout out one of our favorites. I genuinely just appreciate content. And um, when people do recognize you for something that you're great at, you know, things come with it. Yeah. He's recently nominated for an award. A Shorty Award. Um, So, that's exciting. I've only known of one other person that I follow to get it. They're part of a podcast. If Um, we don't never meet you, if we don't never actually talk in person, if we don't never... Like, like to shake hands or anything. Like, we, I just want to let them know. Like, I feel like, like a cousin, a distant cousin that's just proud of somebody yeah. for achieving some shit. And one day, our Patreon support will reflect that distant cousinship. But right now, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the accounts are straight, we go, we gonna throw some stuff in there. But this is for uh, belief. Yeah. So, um, this black creator um, has a YouTube. He originally started off as a stay-at-home dad. Yes, believe in fatherhood. We have talked about him a lot. He's on our 
our intro outro song he is the creator um, of the music that we do for our podcast yeah he didn't create it for us we got the license to use it but that's because we got the album when he dropped it and it was like oh shit and we legitimately <laughs> pay for it but you we know do i want to pay, pay him it. directly for some shit so yeah. you know so if you we, do hear um, this we would love to pay you for just you know a song um, real quick. yeah we, we pay for the license to use it for the podcast for a year and we're gonna renew it but mm-hmm um yeah we but just he we, out here making black history yeah that's and a black ass a man father. with some black ass babies with a black ass wife doing black ass shit. like i just love it yeah and yeah. we don't have that relationship with our dads um and in his video when he announced that he was nominated for the shorty award he talked about that like it's really about reconciliation and i thought that was really powerful mm-hmm. um because we all got some shit to reconcile especially a lot of us with our parents especially more of us with our fathers um, so it's just really nice to see a present, active father enjoy fatherhood. And you know his how wife. I love some representation. Um, he dark, y'all. He not, you know, no, no shade to the light skins. Because <laughs> we're gonna shout out some light skinned people too. But I'm just saying, like, it's just nice to see two parent black man um be a father because we just don't get that a lot. So mm-hmm. congrats. Shout and... out to Belief. Continue with representing the way you do yes. it. Because the way you do it is, is yeah. real. Um, if you don't know who we're talking about, spell it for me, baby. B-E-L-E-A-F. Look him up on YouTube. Um, we follow Google him on Instagram. Him. We shout him out um, very often when we yeah. mention that we have his music. But um, check out some of his videos. Um, he's up for an award. I think voting is still going on. Vote for him. Yeah, it's still going. Um, you can vote every day. Wins. So, um, and we do. So, we pass it around to some family members to do the same. So, yeah, congrats. And we hope you get it. Happy Black History Month, bro.